0: Everybody saw who won the Nobel Peace Prize? <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you. So if you didn't see it, I'm going to tell you. Now, here he goes launching into politics. If you're new, just hang in there. There's a whole lot of Bible coming your way. But the people who won the Nobel Peace Prize are a man and a woman the ones who developed the glorious mRNA vaccinations. Oh. <laughs> oh, you know, I mean, you just, I mean, I was just, just laughing. I mean, it really did actually cause me to genuinely laugh. But that's just the way that it is. That's what's happening. And if you ever watch, if you watch, I played it on the podcast, the guy that developed, the man who won and they're, very, they're you know, very proud. I watched the news report last night. His parents were calling in how proud they were. And he talked about how during the development and, and after development, that it was not a gene-manipulating therapy. Everything that he said, while he, while he was exclaiming its greatness, not one part of it was true, when he was talking about it in 2021, that it would stop transmission infection, didn't do that, would stop death, doesn't do that. More people, Way more people have died post-vaccine rollout than pre-vaccine rollout. And if you watch the, if you watch the podcast, I apologize for the redundancy. If you don't watch the podcast, start watching the podcast. <laughs> but most people, now I'm not talking about all the vaccine, all the other vaccine side effects. You're like, Tom, I took the vaccine. You need to come forward this morning and be prayed over. Or this afternoon and be prayed over. Or just pray over yourself right now, rid it from my body, heal all of its damages now. Jesus' Amen. name, Tom. But now, you know, I'm not talking about all the other side effects. More people have died of COVID post-vaccine rollout than pre-vaccine rollout. And again, from podcast, podcast statistics, The least virulent variant, in other words, the least deadly variant is Omicron. More people have died of Omicron than Alpha and Delta combined. Just so you know. And Alpha had a 0.1% death rate. But I'm just saying more people have died of Omicron. Why, Why are people dying of a scratchy throat? Because they have antibody dependent enhancement syndrome and no longer can fight off viruses. That's why. And then listen, they talk about that Nobel peace prize. They can say whatever they want, but the truth is the truth. Why is every major health agency on the planet hiding their vaccine data? I'm talking about the hospitalization and death rates. You're like, Tom, it's been a long time since you've given a COVID update. Well, it's been a long time since they gave a Nobel Peace Prize to the equivalent of Hitler. Yeah. I'm just telling you. I guess they'll be, they'll be on the cover of Time magazine just like Hitler was. They can say whatever they want, but isn't it weird? I mean, for everyone practicing evil hates light, does not come to light lest their deeds be exposed. Isn't it weird yeah. on 3.20? Jesus speaking. Isn't it weird that they don't want to release the hospitalization and death rates amongst the vaccinated in Australia, Canada, or the United States? Well, why, why, why not? I mean, this thing is so great, and you're going to issue Nobel Peace Prizes based on it, and you're going to limit what people can buy, sell, trade, or travel unless they have its passport. Then you ought to be very, very proud of it. It's just like all the, all the mayors in all these northern blue cities are like, to get all of these migrants out of our cities. Why? It's what you wanted. That's what you voted for. That's the policies you love. What's the problem? Why, why have you not, if you're, if you're Barack and Michelle Obama, why don't you just open up Martha's Vineyard, one of your three mansions, and bring them in instead of bringing in the National Guard onto Martha's Vineyard to usher them out by force. Why don't you just live in what you love? Why don't you exclaim, I'm going to. I'm very proudly pro-life. I'm very proudly born again. I'm not hiding from the Bible. I preach that which I love. I live that which I love. So why aren't they releasing this data? Just release it. Explain to me how more people have died of the least virulent variant than the prior two combined post-vaccination. More people died. Australia has a 96% vaccination rate. More people died in 2022 than 2020 and 2021 combined of COVID-19. That's the truth. That's right when they stop reporting their data. Can't let that out. It's got nothing to do with your health. Launch Launches right into the message, Matthew eleven twelve. 12. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Now, before I get take down, taken down off of every social media platform, I'm talking about spiritual violence i not talking about last stands with AR-15s unless it's necessary. I'm talking about spiritual violence. So when the, somebody may put out a video of me and they claim that Tom wants to usher in violence, then they cut, carefully cut off the clip, I'll make sure that throughout the message, like a watermark, that I say over and over again, I'm talking about spiritual violence. Well, I don't like any kind of violence. Then you don't like Jesus because that's Jesus talking. Yes. That goes against my gospel. Then understand that your gospel is the devil. Yes. It's either the devil or it's, or it's, or it's Jesus. Yes. There is nothing else. It's either the spirit of the world or the Holy Ghost. And everything right now, you may call it political, what, whatever you Republican, Democrat, left versus right, none of those things are real. No, right. What's real is the Holy Ghost versus the spirit of the world. Yes. That's it, yes. that's it. And the Holy Ghost preaches only the Bible. John chapter 16, verse 13. He does not speak on his own authority. It's when you hear Christians talking about, well, the Holy Ghost told me to do this and the Holy Ghost told me, this. yeah, but that's antithetical to the word. So it's obviously not the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost just tells me, you know what? Never use the word violence. The Holy Ghost is using violence. He's using the word violence right here. So who are you speaking for? Either your own carnality or Satan himself. That's right. That's right. Faith comes how? Hearing, hearing hearing by the. The All right. So faith is the word of God. So faith is spiritual violence. Well, I just believe in come what may. I'm going to address that in just a minute. That's not Jesus. So it's not faith. Everyone, you need to identify, it's right out of 2 Corinthians 13, five. Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves, do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you are disqualified. So you need to ask in every situation, am I preaching and proclaiming and standing in faith? Or is it something else? Well, you know what, I just believe that God is working. I don't know what's gonna happen. That's not faith. That's either your own mind, quiet in here. It's because most people, you've been indoctrinated into a passive gospel. That's the devil's gospel. The devil uses Bible verses too. How did Jesus answer the devil? With the book of Deuteronomy. So faith is the Bible. If you are not operating in the Bible, or your stands are not the Bible, or your proclamations are not the Bible, it is not faith that you are standing in and proclaiming, which may be fine with you, but just make sure that you identify that which you are standing in and that which you are proclaiming. Just say, you know, I just, I'm, a lot of people, a lot of Christians, quote unquote Christians, need to say out loud, I don't believe the Bible. I don't believe it. All the ones that masked, stood six feet apart, looking to buy EVs because of the threat of CO2. Let me just state this for you while I'm on the subject. I've already gone somewhat political, but I've already got two Bible verses in. Yeah, I'm political. Is any of this really political? It's not political. It's lies or truth. Who's the father of lies? John 8, 44. So if it's lies, why would you ever abide in them? If it's a lie, then why are you abiding in it? I put a mask on, what for? It's a lie. I took a vaccine to stop transmission infection. That's a lie. I'm going to save the world by limiting my CO2 emissions. I'm going to stop eating cows. CO2 makes up point right now, today. What is today? October 9th? 8th. So October 8th? October 8th, 2023. All the days blurred together in me because I stay up till four in the morning. <laughs> today, October 8th, 2023, the atmosphere is made up of 0.04% CO2. Right now. How's that a threat to you? You know what it was 10 years ago? Point 04%. When they locked down the world in 2020, CO2 now nobody was driving to work. Nobody was driving to church except for Foundation Church. I remember driving down the roads to Foundation Church on Sunday morning. It was like Christmas morning. When the soul out, all by myself. In 2020 and in 2006, seven, eight, when they had the, like, the Great Recession, nobody was driving to work. Businesses were shut down, factories were shut down, cars weren't driving, buses weren't driving. CO2 emissions went up in both scenarios. <laughs> Are you aware of that? So what you can do is you have a decision to make. Will you honor lies or will you not? Some, most Christians will honor lies to make other people feel comfortable so as to not offend, not me. I'm not gonna honor lies. You have a mask on, for what? You have an electric vehicle, for what? That's what I'm gonna say to you. Now, if you don't ask, I'm not gonna walk up to every mask person I ever see. I had people in my neighborhood, mask well into 2022. I'm, one of my neighbors used to ride his bike fully masked in the middle of the night at five o'clock in the morning. I'm out walking the dog. He drives by on his bike fully masked. Was, was COVID chasing you? What are you? What are you running from? One day he made the mistake of asking me. I mean, what are you doing? They don't know, I guess they don't know who I am. But he, he actually said this about our neighborhood. He goes, it's very strange in our neighborhood right now. He goes, we have these people that are just popping up with cancer. We had a guy, completely healthy, my age, maybe two, three years older, but in my age bracket, never had a problem in his life. Never had a cardiac problem, nothing. Dropped dead on his toilet. Just dropped dead. Then we had another neighbor just turn up with stage four cancer, from nowhere. There was never a stage one, stage four. Another, another neighbor died of cancer. Just went from, I mean, I saw him completely healthy. A Couple months later, gone. And my neighbor who rode around in his mask, running from COVID on his bicycle. I mean, like fully masked, like this is all that's showing. Because he had like a hat on and that's it. That's, that's all of his face you could see. I'm like, morning. So he asked me one time, he goes, why do you think this is happening? I said, you don't wanna know. (laughs) He goes, no, I really want you to tell me. I said, it's that freaking vaccine. You have a little tiny neighborhood like ours. Our neighborhood's got like 30 or 40 people in it, total, counting dogs. and all of a sudden, cancer, 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 dropped dead? Never happened before. Lived there for 20 years, never, never happened before. Kinda weird, huh? So they made the mistake. of course I just launched into it. I'm like, don't ask, don't tell, my friend. But he was very gracious, actually. He was. He's just very acquiescing. He's like, yeah, I know, we're just taking experimental Well, I'm like, why? Why would you do that? And then again, if you're vaccinated here, I'm not against you. I love you. I really do. But don't you see, if you call yourself Christian, that's a precursor for the mark of the beast? That suddenly in the European Union, in Israel, in China, they all have a green card or a vaccine passport or a COVID pass. Arrive can in Canada. Can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without your QR coded mark of the beast on your phone. You can't see it. Therefore keep watch, because you do not know the day or hour. Matthew twenty five thirteen. Therefore you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect, Matthew twenty-four, forty-four. For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. You're welcome. You ought to know. I listen. I smelled it out. Why can't you? Amen. Part of part of wielding or or waging. Spiritual warfare is knowledge. My people are destroyed for? And then the second part is because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject you. If I'm giving you factual data, why would you reject it in the name of your theology, in the the name of your agenda? If it's facts, it's facts. And it is facts. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. That's faith. If your Christianity is anything else but that, your Christianity is not a Christianity of faith. So, what is it a Christianity of? Carnality or the devil? You're welcome. You're like Tom. You're wrong. How am I wrong when these are Bible verses? Just say out loud. Then I'm not a biblical Christian. Matthew eleven twelve is the word. Therefore, it is faith. Jesus is the word. So Matthew eleven twelve 12 said by Jesus, is Jesus. And remember, we do not have faith in Jesus. We have the faith of Jesus. Jesus gave you his faith to believe in him. He does it all. All you have to do is receive it. That's it. Revelation 14, 12. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of God. Jesus. Yes, it'll get mistranslated by the NIV, which has gone transgender, gender neutral. Disgusting. Like, like, like women can't figure out that he in the NIV means all mankind. I think they can figure it out. That when they say man, it means all mankind, especially since there was really one Adam There was one Adam. Adam named Eve, Eve. God called them both Adam. So you don't really need to worry about your rights as a woman. You're good. God's not a respecter of persons. Are you not a person? Then you're perfectly fine. So we don't really need whatever publishing company owns the NIV to make it gender neutral. We can figure it out. Just like we don't need social media platforms to decide for us what's information and what's disinformation. We'll we'll make that decision, Papa Zuckerberg. I'm good. So if you don't take things by spiritual force, spiritual force, spiritual force, you're not operating in the faith of Jesus. A lot of you are very passive and understand what violence means. Violent means instant action. Now, boom, decisive action, repentance, 180 degree turn. A lot of you, that's just not your, uh, your, your, your Christianity comes out with a voice like this. This is my Christianity. This is how I, this, I do Christianity like this. Whenever you want to be super spiritual, you start throwing down Yahshua and using, trying to sound very King Jamesy, and you talk in a monotone voice. It's not how Jesus talked. Why, if you're our Christian, then why are you not emulating Christ? He didn't talk like that. Find all the Bible verses where there's exclamation par- marks in them. In the book of Revelation, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, find, the, find all the passages with exclamation marks on it. You, you whitewash tombs as an exclamation mark on it. You make them twice as much a son of hell as yourselves. I them for yourself. Is that how you talk? Why? Why do you not? It's not Christ-like. Christ isn't Christ-like. You're like, Tom, you're always trying to change our version of Christianity. Yes, to the Bible. Maybe if Christians were to understand that the Bible is Christianity, they wouldn't universally bend over for the globalist narrative. The globalist narrative, which is ushering in beast one and beast two. It's not a matter of me just saying, I want you to stand against Klaus Schwab. I'm trying to get you to stand against beast one, beast two, and the dragon. You have to stand now. It's called leverage. I remember an interview with Novak Djokovic. When he wasn't, remember, he keeps winning all the Grand Slams that he's now allowed to play in. And amazing, he's still alive. Still alive, unvaccinated. And he was being interviewed by MSNBC, CNN, whatever, Goebbels media it was. And they were saying, Novak. And of course, they come with that voice. Novak. It's like most Christians. Novak. Why, why do you talk like that? And it's Tom, they're like, Tom, get over, I can't. I can't, I can't get over it. I, I, I just, I can't. I mean, why do you talk like that? What, what made you think that's Christ-like? Where's that in the Bible? Um, all Christians speak in a monotone voice. <laughs> Where's that in the Bible? <laughs> it's not in the Bible. I have no interest in it. If that's just inherently, naturally how you speak, then, then go ahead if that's what you want to do. I'm not talking like that, ever. <laughs> but in these interviews with Novak, interview with Novak Djokovic, I used to go, Novak, are you willing you, to... You are about to be the all time greatest tennis player of all time. You own the, the, the most Grand Slams that won't even be close. Are you willing to lay that all down? To not simply take a vaccine? No, it's called leverage, taking away all that's important to him. That's what's coming. If you don't stand now, you have to stand now. That's why you don't abide in lies. You go, no, you know what? I'm not going to buy an EV because I'm not going to pretend like I'm saving the planet when the planet has 0.04% CO2 in the atmosphere. I'm not going to pretend that. You stand now or you will be leveraged into where you have no choices at all. It's either do all, I call it, if you watch the podcast, leveraging you into a one world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by tyranny. That's not politics. It's what you've seen unfolding at an exponential rate over the last three plus years. And by the way, everyone thinks COVID's over for 43 months into 15 days to flatten the curve. You can't enter the White House without being vaccinated or, or passing a COVID test. So you'd better start thinking of Christianity as it really is, or you will be a victim. You need to learn to hate things. This isn't even part of the message I've got. I'm, I'm on page one of a 16 page message. It's already 1118. You better learn to hate things. Um, oh wait, oh, oh wait, um, oh uh Tom, in my version of Christianity, um, we've been taught to never hate anything or anybody. Oh really? That's interesting though. Because God does. Wait, wait, let me go back, let me go back. Um, Tom, I've been taught in Christianity that God does not hate anybody. Is that that true? Because he hated Esau. We got that. Uh, There are six things the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a man who stirs up dissension among brothers. Last two are people. So if you want to roast me today at Applebee's. <laughs> remember, God hates you for stirring up dissension. Just let you know. Stop making a side note. But it's violence. Because you hear What I'm talking about with violence is instant stops, instant starts. Right now, God's already told you what to do. Stop making criticism your Christianity as if you're accomplishing anything. Well, you know, I was okay with today's message except for the following points. Don't, okay, now what has that accomplished? You're like, Tom, you're, critical. no, I'm not. I just spout facts. I don't go to whether it's the river or Jonathan Shuttlesworth or Jesse Duplantis or Andrew Walmack or anybody else, all of which I've seen in person. I don't go, I, mean, I met Jesse a super great person. I met him, I didn't go, hey, um, Pastor Jesse, love you. However, <laughs> I have 12 criticisms. I don't agree with everything my pastor says. Pastor Rodney Arbron, I don't, we don't agree on everything. But I don't have a five-part series on my disagreement, thinking, thinking that I'm accomplishing something. You're not accomplishing anything because you are a Christian critic. That doesn't mean there's not times for some criticism. There is, but understand it accomplishes nothing. Doesn't do anything. You might be right. And there's times where you need to say it. You need to let your yes be yes and your no be no. I get it. There's times to say it. But if you're gonna criticize somebody, how do you do it? No. Matthew 18, 15, face to face. Moreover, if thy brother says trespassed against you, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained a brother. If that doesn't work, what do you do? Then you, bring, you go to the leadership of the church and bring the leadership of the church with you. If that doesn't work, you bring more of the leadership of the church with you. How many times have you ever seen that happen in Foundation Church, Tom? 0.0. 0. People want to sit back and criticize as if you're accomplishing something. You're not how many souls have you saved? Oh, come on. How many dead people have you raised? Yeah. How many tumors have you melted into non-existence? Yeah. Zero, but you are critical. It right. doesn't accomplish anything. That's right. I'm not saying you're not right. Well, you know, Foundation Church, Don must have been criticized. This. I wasn't criticized this week. I wasn't, I don't think. <laughs> that I know of, I don't pay attention. I, don't, I honestly said, I don't really pay attention. Is that nothing is going to stop me, nothing. Nothing should ever stop you. I'm not a, if God's not a respecter of persons, why are you? I don't go, oh, that, that wounded me. That didn't wound me, unless I let it wound me. Now, and the, the more I learn that nothing really matters outside of Jesus, I'm free. So if you don't take things by spiritual force, you're not operating in the faith of Jesus. It needs to be that way. What do you want this morning? Come on, look at me. What do you want? How do you, you listen. You're like, Tom, you're making judgments by reading facial expressions. That's correct. <laughs> I'm not gonna spout them. I'm not gonna make them public. I'm not gonna come up to you and say, "Why?" You know, what's your problem? <laughs> A lot of you are tuned out. I'm not saying you're tuned out to the message. You're a wonderful church, you pay attention the whole time. Uh, you are, seriously. But I can tell by facial expressions you're tuned out. Because Christianity to you is just a nominal accent to life. Oh, okay, you know, I wanna go to heaven, I'm, I'll repent of my sin. I'm willing to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And you're legit. Not one of these fake fresh starts and new beginnings where you don't have to repent of your sin and go home and be the homosexual you already are. Or the fornicator or liar, whatever it is, whatever sin it is. I'm saying that in honor of Andy Stanley this morning. Um, If you put it out in public, you're going to have a conference with married men, men married to other men. That's what you're going to do? You're going to propagate it? You're going to publicize it? Okay, well, I'm going to talk about you. I won't otherwise. I won't, so I, I'll do it. Which I'm gonna to get to that in a minute, maybe. Who knows what I'll get to. If you don't take, the uh, saying was you're checked out. People are checked out. It's because Christianity is just a nominal force. You, you, where there is no vision, the people perish. You don't even know what you want. You, you just think that you're a twig on the river, a, a twig on God's river, and he just takes you wherever wherever it goes. And everything that's unfolding in your life is the will of God. That's not correct. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. If you're not pressing, then how are you getting to high calling? Yeah, you have not because you ask not. So there's things that you're supposed to have that you're not asking for. So how is the will of God unfolding in your life if you're not receiving the things you're supposed to be asking for because you never ask? What do you want? How do you change things? See, I have lots of, I don't wanna say I have lots of faults and failings. I have specific faults and failings, I do. But delusion is not one of them. If I, want, if I want to get thin, I know how to get thin. I don't live like a lot of you in this room. Well, you know, it's a uh, hypothalamus problem that I've had. Since. It's a glandular issue. I had a cousin that pimps that. I'm like, really, I want you eat. <laughs> so the six Dr. Peppers you had at Chili's where you're having, and believe me, I'm all in favor of eating this way, but don't lie about it. American cuisine is sugar wrapped in sugar, washed down with sugar, with a side of sugar. That's what American cuisine is, which again, I'm fine with. I eat it all the time. I'm eating it today. But I just don't, I take, if I wanna lose weight, I just take violent action. No sugar. Just falls off. And I I don't even go like no carbs, I just go no hardcore sugar. Because I eat like a 12-year-old boy. Seriously. I eat candy all the time. I mean, lots of candy. Like, uh, What do you mean some sort of like adult candy like Werther's? No. Hardcore chocolate, M&Ms, cookies, washed down with Slurpees. You, Slurpee every day of my life until I want to lose weight. And I don't just get, you know what's funny is, I was getting one Slurpee a day. Because I wait, my whole life revolves around my wife's one o'clock phone call. What is it that you want for lunch? Every day. It'll happen today, but it'll be in person when we're leaving today. What do you want for lunch? I'll send her up. Well, one day they didn't have the giant 63 ounce Slurpee cups. So she brought back two smaller Slurpee cups and got me a Dr. Pepper Slurpee and a Mountain Dew Slurpee. And I'm like, from now on, I want two flavors of Slurpee every day. Every day. And put them in the giant cups. So I went from one giant Slurpee to two giant Slurpees. they are like, Tom, how are you not a Jerry Springer episode? <laughs> Remember those episodes when the person can't even get out of bed and they have to saw the wall down on the side of their house, come in with a forklift. Hey, listen, once you can't get up, mix in a salad. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to be helpful. So I don't don't sit there and lie to myself and say, man, these pants, they just will not button. Daggum, they must have shrunk. No, they take violent action. I'm tired of being, listen, I've told you, who knows how fat I'll get in the future? I've lost the same 40 pounds 40 times. I have all the different clothes in the closet. The smallest I get are 34s or 36, 34s, jeans. It's the smallest I get. These, I think, are 36s. So I got my really thin clothes, my lesser thin clothes, fat, fatter, and mega fat. <laughs> All in the same closet. But I never lie to myself. Like My wife, my wife will say, why don't you wear that shirt? Because I'm too fat for it. I can't wear it. She goes, no, it'll fit. I'm like, oh, look, look. I put it on for her, and the buttons, you know, they look like. (laughs) It's a threat to public safety that one of those bad boys. (laughs) (laughs) Bink! So I just cut it out. There's nothing, there's no mystery here. And whatever you want, you're gonna have to take violent, targeted action. Now! Not tomorrow. Don't get counsel now. Take it. The violent, take it. Why are you not? Because that's antithetical to your Christianity, which is not Christianity. Hebrews 11, 1 through 3. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now how is this translated? Now remember, faith is the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force because faith is hearing and hearing by the word of God. So now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We're going deeper, Hebrews 11.1. One. Now please stop translating that as is faith is what you never see. It's not what it says. You'll see people whose relatives die of cancer and they'll say, well, you know what? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's not That does not apply to that situation. What applies to that situation is Matthew seven seventeen through 21, which is unbelief. Mark 4, 37 through 41, which is unbelief. They still went to heaven. See how sweet I am? They went to heaven. If they were saved, they went to heaven. There was just unbelief. That's why there was no healing. That's the explanation. I don't, I don't believe that. Okay, but you don't believe the Bible then. Because every time there's an expectation of the miraculous in the Bible and it didn't occur, Jesus said... It's because of unbelief. Well, that's highly offensive. I, most Christians would rather hear hellfire and brimstone than me tell them that it's unbelief that's the problem. But it's the Bible. That's the Bible. For me, everything I don't want that I've prayed for, I go, Lord, dis- every day in my life, I pray, Lord, dispel as much unbelief in me today as you are able. Everything. Faith. That, now, faith is a substance of things so forth. The evidence of things not seen. It is not Faith is what you never see. Faith is the substance of things you hope for. That right there is what you see. Substance in the Bible means visual perception. What you can see. What you, are, what, what you now can see is the evidence of what you can't see. What you can see being manifest by the powers that you can't see see that's what that verse means that is faith and whatever you want to see what do you want to see where there is no vision the people perish do you have no vision what do you want start right now what do you want what is it come on what do you want for you specifically for you we'll start off let's be really selfish what do you want for you i don't care if it's a new car say it you're only gonna get it if you take it by violence. I'm right now, I am in the market for a brand new truck. I don't want a used truck, brand new truck, brand new. My son's taking over mine. It's funny this morning because I let him use our car last night because his AC's out. And I said, uh, you know, I just said, hey, take the car. Well, of course there's evidence when I get in the car this morning. His dirty, nasty, wet socks That's why, you know, I'm like, dude, I don't even say anything anymore. I just, I just, I'm like his, I'm like his little do boy. I just pick up all of his stuff, try to keep it from his mother seeing it. (laughs) She's like, I already, I should have gotten him out. I didn't know you were getting in the car again this morning, but he's taking over my car, my truck. Okay. When Tommy takes over, it's literally like a viral infection. trash everywhere. I've been missing a flashlight for a year. Just found in his truck last night because I was driving his truck, which is my truck. But it's, uh, it's over. So I want, listen, so do, Tom, you tell telling me you tell God to supply you with a brand new truck? Yeah, absolutely. Why, why, why would you hesitate? I don't. Well Tell me the Bible verse. You're not allowed to do that. So why aren't you doing it? If you shall ask anything in my name, I'll do it. Amen. So why don't you ask? I do, unashamedly. Amen. And why is it that logic is never applied to the gospel? No. How many of you have kids in here? Shout amen. amen. Stepkids, any kids, grandkids, shout amen. amen. All right, so almost everybody, right? If my daughter came up to me and said, Dad, I need a car, will you buy it for me? Oh, yeah, you got it. I'll buy a car, which I did. She has a car, bought by me. Tommy has a car, bought by me. They live in a house, bought by me. You're like, Tom, didn't Hope contribute to all this? That doesn't matter, it all comes to me. <laughs> if, if I get all the condemnation because I didn't leave my house well, then I get all the credit. <laughs> all comes to me. I've called it for, Hope and I have been married for 27 years. I've called it the funnel for 27 years. It just all comes to the big Tommy funnel. Just throw it in there. Right to me. So, whatever you want, now some of you may have more serious wants, needs, or desires, right? What are you gonna do about it? You can just be the twig on the river of life and see what God does? That's not the Bible. <laughs> Seeing what God does, or you never know what God may do, is not the Bible. Let him ask in faith with no doubting. If you never know what God's going to do, then how would you ever obey James 1, 6? You have to ask in faith with no doubting. Well, I've done it before and it didn't work. Do it again. It's called supplication. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do it again. It's the unbelief that caused the problem. It wasn't God not doing it. He's already given you Romans 8, 32, all things. You just have to melt away enough unbelief to know that you have all things. Amen. Is it spiritual warfare? Yes. See, what's amazing is, is, is this ambiguous belief in the will of God. Let me use an example. It's the greatest example in the world. You're, gonna, you're just gonna rock your world at first. Child trafficking. Let me use that as an example. Now, see how everybody's appalled? It gets your attention. Child trafficking. Child trafficking. gets your attention, right? What's amazing is That's the only way to get Christians to say that something is not the will of God. If you believe that cancer's the will of God, because you're a twig on the river of this ambiguous will of God, poverty's the will of God, suffering outside of suffering for Jesus is the will of God, starvation around the world is the will of God. If all of that's the will of God, then why is child trafficking not the will of God? Why is it that they found an eight year old girl on the border on the Texas border with such severe laryngitis she couldn't speak a word out of her mouth because she had been raped 56 times? They found 56 different specimens of semen inside of her body. The glorious open border. Such compassion. And all people—that's not the will of God. Well, why? Why is cancer the will of God then? None of it is. None of it is. Some is just more societally acceptable because I had an aunt who died of cancer. I have—we are poor. So poor is the will of God, but not sex trafficking. Which, by the way, the reason why there's sex trafficking is because of people being poor. It's amazing. It's, it's, it's a, all you have to do is find the trigger point and say, well, if everything is the will of God and God's will is unfolding no matter what, and nobody can stop the will of God, then it must be the will of God for that child to be raped 56 times. But it's not. Somebody didn't ask. Somebody didn't receive. Somebody didn't wage spiritual warfare. Somebody doesn't use the words violence because that's not Christianity. Ephesians 6, 10 through 12. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Does this sound like today's Christianity? Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We wrestle. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. What are you wrestling with? Well, I don't really agree with wrestling that you're already pinned. You've already lost, you've already submitted. Just, just because you're neutral doesn't mean you're not uh, defeated. Doesn't mean you're not conquered. There's not one neutral country that every army horde that has ever roamed the planet didn't just take over. Hitler just marched right into Switzerland and made it part of Germany. Why? Because Switzerland was neutral. We don't acknowledge the war. You don't acknowledge the war, you got Nazi flags everywhere, Nazi soldiers everywhere, and now your government is Nazis. Doesn't, you're neutral? How are you neutral? No, you're not neutral, you're conquered. There is no neutrality. A house divided against itself cannot stand. You will have to choose sides. If you choose neutrality, you're choosing defeat. You're choosing the enemy. Understand that. For though we walk in the flesh, the verse we use all the time, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 and 4. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Listen to the violence. Casting down imaginations and every eye thing. Stop being nice to your depression. Amen. Stop being nice to sadness. Amen. Stop being nice to anxiety attacks. Amen. Stop being nice to cancer. Amen. Stop being nice to the flu. Stop being nice to COVID, whatever it may be. Amen. Stop being nice cast it down get rid of it some of you need to stop being nice to a specific person they use you they abuse you they take your money and you're still nice to them and you loan money to them again you're an enabler you're not actually nice you're casting your pearls before the swine and they're trampling them under their feet and they're gonna turn again and rend you, Matthew 7, 6, with Jesus speaking. You cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. What, it, what is the knowledge of God? And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Anything that stands against that is antithetical to Jesus, to the knowledge of God. That's what it means. In Psalm 46.10, be still and know that I'm God. doesn't mean, okay, I'm standing still and God. I'm acknowledging that you're God. It means be still and know God. Have the knowledge of God. And anything that stands against the knowledge of God gets demolished. In the, in the NIV, it's demolishing arguments and every pretension that sets itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Some of you listen, you need to start taking thought. I mean, taking captive of the thoughts in your life that are harmful and that are neutral and that are ambiguous and are not specific. You know, just, you know. You know, my kids, they didn't really turn out the way that I wanted them to, but you know, God has a plan. That's wrong. They didn't turn out the way that they were supposed to because you didn't train them. It's in the Bible. What do you you want? We can go go Proverbs 22.6. We can go Ephesians 6.4. We can blame the dads. Who wants to blame dads this morning? Anybody? Let's blame dads. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Did you do that, Dad? Did you do that, Dad? There you go. Answer. Thank you for the Yes. Look at the abbots, abbots waving me. Look at this. it's a bunch of, they, they, honestly, they need, to have, they need to have their own reality show. I mean, they're like these beautiful people, like seriously, they're all blonde. They just need to have their own reality show. Everybody would just wanna be like them. <laughs> Look at the whole row full of abbots. Somebody trained somebody, right? Let me just, there's one in the back too. He's the only, Ty's the only one. What happened, man? Just, I mean, you know, he's, the, he's the embodiment of black sheep. Jet black hair, black beard. His wife, though, couldn't be more blonde. <laughs> and you see, just continuing to sing the abbot's praises, I don't do this very often, so I'll just do it now. If you guys don't like it, I don't know to tell you, it's too late. <laughs> um, I just won't look at you all the whole time, I'll just keep over on this side. But to their credit, I don't know whether it was Ty or whether it was Tanner, I don't know which one, or maybe both. But they came to the church initially, because probably because their church closed, I'm guessing. And they came and they're like, this guy is off. <laughs> he's wrong. Is it you, Ty? Yeah, there he's not, begging okay. This guy's off. And what did, what did he do though? He went and checked the Bible. Amen. He didn't just go by what he thought or what his feeling, I'm not saying he grieves me 100% now, I don't agree with hope 100%. Hope doesn't agree with me 100%. But he went home and checked the major factors that I was preaching, found out he's right. right. It wasn't me that was right. I was just reading Bible verses to Ty. And they did the most mature. That comes from training. He He didn't just get that on his own. Dad and mom taught him that. Go check first. Somebody train them. It's specific, it's warfare, or are you gonna turn them over to the devil? And it's not too late if they're adults. Start now. Fast over them, pray over them, sick the Holy Ghost on them. And don't lie to yourself either. If you look at your kid, and they are basically lobotomized spiritually, Be honest with yourself. You've heard me say this before. Back in the old building, I could watch my kids very easily while they were worshiping. And I would watch them. You're like, Tom, that's like an invasion of, the, invasion of their privacy. First of all, who are you? How are your kids doing? So I don't, I don't care. I'd watch them. And how are they doing spiritually? I want to see, are their hands up? Are they praising God? Are they just doing the, you know, courtesy hand raise because they know Dad's watching? Oh, Dad's watching. (laughs) No, I always made sure they didn't know I was watching. I didn't even tell them I was watching until they were both adults. I wanted to make sure they were legit. And I check. Well, you know what, everybody needs their privacy. You can have your privacy and live in your own house. You live in my house? Again, funnel, funnel, it's all mine. I've, I've had my kids tell me, well, I bought that. No, you didn't buy it. Uh, yeah, dad, I bought it. I, I'm working my job. No, 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 no. You have a job because of me. Seriously, both of your bosses gave you their, jo- their job because of me. I'm friends with both of your bosses. They hired you because of me. You live rent free because of me. All of that money that you allegedly have would be going to rent if it wasn't for me. You drove to your job in a car bought by me. You talk on a cell phone that's on my cell plan that I pay for. It's mine, I don't care what you make. It's mine, therefore, you will abide by my rules. You'll date who I want, you'll hang around with who I want, you won't date who I don't like, you will not hang around with who I don't like. You're like, Tom, what's the common Christian response? What is the common Christian response to that? They'll rebel against you for doing that. Mine didn't because I was never inconsistent and I never lived the life of a hypocrite in front of them. I failed in front of them. I sinned in front of them. I sinned against them. I behaved poorly in front of them. But whenever I did, I would go to them and say, I failed, I sinned. I didn't sit there and make excuses. Well, you know what, it's just an Irish thing. (laughs) I'm Irish German, so there's some temperamental people there. I didn't make excuses. So they were all right with it. I didn't provoke them to wrath, Ephesians 6.4. You provoke them to wrath, how? Live a hypocritical life in front of them. Tell them that you're Christians and drop F-bombs all the time. Go ahead. see how it works for you. Oh, you know what, here's another one. that'll this'll, this'll raise some temperatures in the room. Tell them that you're Christians and have alcohol in your home. Oh, Tom, it's just if you're drunk. Okay, okay, you can either. Okay, I've been saved since I was 18, I'm 55. Do I know what works or do I not? I've been pastoring this church for 20 years. Do I know what law enforcement for 25 years? 13-year overlap, pastoring this church and law enforcement. You don't think I know about the effects of alcohol? I do. How are your kids doing? Those of you that have that, well, it's just about being drunk. Yeah, you might be saved. You're going to be watching your own child burning in hell for all of eternity, begging you to put a drop of water on their tongue. Because you are able to handle it and have your one beer a night. Does that mean little Johnny is? Wine is a mocker. Strong drink is raging. And whoever is deceived thereby is not wise. The Lord said to Aaron, you and your sons are not to drink wine or other fermented drink. Whenever you go into the tent of meeting you, you will die. This is a lasting ordinance for the generations to come. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. And shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. And he will be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. Amen. Luke 1.15. Tom, you're saying you're going you're going to hell because I have Bud Light in my refrigerator? Well, Bud Light, you will probably go straight to hell but- <laughs> No, for the record, I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you because you have to have your wine with your porterhouse. I've heard all the crap for all these years from all these Christians, and I can flat out tell you none of their kids turn out good. I've been around. I got saved in 1987. Who in here got born after 1987? Shout amen. Look at that. I've been saved since 1987, born in 1968. I have been immersed in humanity since I was 23 years old. That's when I became a law enforcement officer. Immersed in it. I know the affect of alcohol. And no, you're not going to hell because you have a glass of wine per night, but you've ushered hell into your home. No thank you for me. Nope, not gonna have it if you want to, that's fine, but why don't you take an honest assessment and go, how has this worked out for me? How are my kids doing? How's my Christianity doing? How's the victory in my life doing? Why do you need it anyway? What, what's the point? I mean, I've drank alcohol in my life. I mean, it's, it's heinous. Talk about an acquired taste. You have to like force yourself. It's like I don't understand how people get addicted to smoking. They start off vomiting. Okay, if your body is vomiting, you probably ought not to have cigarette number two. (laughs) Give me another one. Which most of us who ever drank, you start off vomiting then too. I remember, because the only time I ever drank was in high school. And I remember my face being pressed against urine-stained toilets and didn't even care. Why did I ever go back? And we started off in Hebrews chapter 11, verse, uh, verse one. Now let's start, let's go to verse two. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What's the next verse? For by it, the elders obtained a good report or a good testimony, depending on your translation. Now, look at the next one. This translates 11.1. Faith is not the substance, of, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Not the ev- not, faith is not what you never see. Faith is the evidence of the unseen workings of God. The evidence, you pray a car, you get a car. You pray for a tumor to be melted, it's melted. You pray for provision, you get the provision. Not, you pray for it, it never happens. And it's just, you know what, faith is, faith is what you never see. And you just trust in it. Because you know what, a, a God, God is sovereign and he's just always, always working on our behalf. Not if you don't ask, yet you have not, because you ask not. So he's not always working on your behalf. It's a covenant. It's two hands coming together. Not not God doing everything. You have to ask. So faith is not the evidence of what you never see. Here it is. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen, which are, say it, which are seen, were not made of that which appears. In other words, the things which are seen were not made of man. It's always so funny with people. people how many of you know incredibly talented people or are like me and are already incredibly talented? <laughs> now, a lot of you think he's, you know, first of all, that's a joke. But, but by the way, but, I, but it's a joke. It's a joke in that I'm bragging about it. I mean what I just said. And by the way, so are you. Now, some of you are too humble to say it. It's really not not, uh, humility, it's really lack of knowledge. What's funny is is that people, you've seen incredibly talented singers, athletes, any of them take credit for it because through faith we understand that the world's refrained by the word of God so that things which are seen we're not made of that of things which do appear. Those people are talented. You realize that mankind has never created anything? You realize that? Oh, yes, we have. We've created cars. No, that's all from materials God gave you, from a mind that God gave you, through hands that God gave you, through talents that God gave you. They're all his. You're created in his image. So am I incredibly talented? Heck to the yeah. Heck to the yeah. To the yeah, 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 yeah. You should, you should be the same way. I don't apologize. I'm not I'm not humble in that way. My wife asked me last night, how in the world do you talk that fast for an hour straight? Talent? It ain't mine. It's not mine, God gave it to me. I don't I don't if you know I don't brag about it just God gave it to me. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made by men. No matter what you see, a nuclear bomb was not made by men. God put it all in place. They can can make things that were meant for good to be evil. I'm just saying that it wasn't created by men. See an incredibly talented athlete today when you're watching football, that's all God gave it. To. God gave them all that stuff. They may have done their part, like you're supposed to ask. They did their part. They put in the weight, they put time in the weight room. They practiced and everything else. But they can't have any of it without talent. That's right. Go try and play in the NFL if you're five foot two. <laughs> you have to start off with what God gave you. Just remember, if you're not taking it by force, and I'm saying all this. I'm defining faith for you because faith is taking it by force. If you're not taking it by force, you're not operating in faith. If it's not very specific, it really bugs me, it's why I can't get over it, that Christians are looking at me right now. You don't have anything you really want. I pray, I have a litany that I pray over every day that I want. Some of it's selfish, what people call selfish. I don't consider it selfish. Why, why, Why is it selfish? I mean, why is it selfish to want money? Jesse Duplantis says, if, if money was evil, why is it that you work for it? Why do, you, why do we pimp ourselves out for it then? It's so evil. I have a whole litany that I pray over every day. A lot of you are just a twig. You're a twig on the river. Just thinking God's taking you where it, No, you're a river. You're just bouncing all over, being tossed to and fro. Ephesians 4.14. Your life's supposed to be very specific. Start off with number one today. What do you want? What is it? It'll pop in your head right now. Lord, reveal to them what they want. Not what they want to want. What do they really want? Give it to them right now. Give it to them in their mind. Give it to them. Start praying over it. God will bring it to you. He does for me every time. Every time. Every time, without fail. If you're not taking it by force, you're not in the faith. You're in carnality or demonic faith. You believe that there is one God, just like all the sovereign people. Again, sovereignty does not mean in control of all. It means over all, like riding on the storm, like we say, not causing the storm, not in control of the storm. He, God, people are like, well, if God really wanted to, he could have healed so-and-so. No, he can't. In order for him to heal them, it is impossible. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So faith, God has put us in a faith covenant. Unless you develop your faith by melting away unbelief, God can do nothing. you like, he could do it. No, he can't, because then he'd have to be a liar and cease being Jehovah. He said it's a faith covenant. So you gotta go to him in faith, which is violence. Because violence is the word of God. Again, spiritual Violence. Otherwise, you're just a Christian. I believe that there is one God. Well, even the demons believe that and shudder, James 2.19. Stop being passive. Communicate with God. How many of you are filled with the Holy Ghost? How many of you speak in tongues? Speak in tongues all the time. Paul said, I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you all, 1 Corinthians 14.18. I do that all the time. I I go to God, I'm praying. I say, Lord, this is dedicated to this, and I just start speaking in tongues. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God so that the Spirit prays through me. He prays better prayers. I don't know if I have time for this. How many of you want me to keep going? I mean, I got, I'm going for another 10 minutes, but no matter what, but I don't know if I have time I'm on page uh, four of a 16-page message. <laughs> Quiet woman. <laughs> yeah, I'm in lube the tubes. All right, before we go, this is my first closing. I want you to get something. We already know the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Now there's another end to that. There's another end. And as you're, how many of you in this room call me pastor, shout amen? Amen. How many of you call me friend? How many of you call me brother? So take it from whatever angle you want. I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you the negative side. I told you, you can have whatever you want if you're specific and you ask. You can have whatever you want if you repent. 180 degree violent turn. If you're a jerk, you know how you stop reaping the rewards of being a jerk? Stop being a jerk. See, again, I don't live in delusion. Hope just said I'm never going to get to it. Well, here comes another tributary to the river. (laughs) that I'm going down. Now don't, the friends of mine that are in this room, don't take this the wrong way. Stop laughing. <laughs> really, in, for all intents and purposes, by choice, I don't have friends. You're like, why? Because you're an elitist and you're above? Do you really think I'm an elitist? You ever seen me outside of the church? People saw me at Tommy's fight and said, you really are a redneck. Yeah, that's I am. <laughs> uh, that's, I mean, that's, yeah, I don't, I don't walk around in tuxedos. I don't consider myself above anybody. I don't. I don't. Make podcasts and preach messages. Run this church. That's what I do. But you're like, well, that's a sad state of affairs. No, it's just choice. If I want friends, what do I need to do? Just go be friendly. I know you're like Tom. You're not friendly. Yeah, I'm friendly, but I don't just I don't call anybody and say hey, you want to hang out. You don't. You're like, why? Did you used to? Yeah. I did, all the way through my 40s. I I always had close friends whenever I'm just like, nah, I just don't feel like it right now. See, what I mean by it is it's just like, I'm not immune to lust. You know, if the Swedish bikini team came running through here right now, okay, I would avert my eyes and look the other way. I really do, I honestly do. You can ask my wife whenever it comes on TV, whatever. I would, I'm not immune to lust. I'm not saying that I've conquered it or anything else, do pretty good with it, but I'm just saying, I'm not. But I'm completely immune to adultery. No, well, what, what do you mean, Tom? How could, how could you ever say that? You could say you could ever could succumb to temptation? No, I don't have the energy <laughs> to carry on another relationship. I can barely maintenance the one I have. I don't treat my wife as good as I need to. My wife is the least needy person on the planet, and I barely meet her needs. She doesn't even need anything, and I barely meet her needs. Seriously, I mean, I'm like, I know there's times she came out in the garage the other day. And like, I'm in workout mode. I've got my little routine. I just walked the dog. I've got to get on the elliptical, doing my little, little routine that I'm in. And I've got the sports show that I'm watching, Pat McAfee. I'm watching that on the ESPN. I'm sitting there watching it. And my wife goes, uh, something along the lines of, um, why do you think they're wearing white hats? I'm like. (laughs) And I, and honestly, I just completely ignored her. I'm like, I can't deal with that right now. (laughs) See, like, when I want to lose weight, I intermittent fast, and that's right towards the end, like that's at 20-something hours like 20 hours right there, so I'm already like grouchy. I'm trying to push through, because as soon as I'm done with the workout, it's lunchtime, or what I call a linner. It's like linner, three o'clock in the afternoon, boom. Okay, so I'm like trying to get it done, and my wife wants to talk about the guys on TV who have white hats on, or whatever it was. I'm like, so I can't even maintenance that. So I'm not looking for another relationship. So it's the same thing with friendships. I'm like, well, you know, I I don't want people going, hey, you know, I've been trying to get a hold of you. By me not having friendship with you, now you're not trying to get a hold of me, so I don't need to worry about it. (laughs) I think that it drives my pastor crazy at times because I never call him. Pastor Rodney, I never call him. He always calls me and checks on me. And I never call him. Part of it, I just don't want to bother him. But I mean, I don't call anybody ever. Ever. Seriously, I don't. But now if I want to change that, I need to change it with violence. I'm You know what? I'm going to change it today. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, will you be my buddy? <laughs> I'm going to call you all the time. Yes, yes. Yes. I know. I know. I know. Horrible. I'm terrible. I know, I'm not a terrible friend. <laughs> but if I want to change it, then you have to take violent action. hundred and eighty-degree turn. Are you looking at things that way in your life or are you gonna to go to another counseling session? Uh, what exactly do I need to do to get along with my wife? Stop being a turd. Stop being a giant glistening. Worm ridd- ridden turd. You get along perfectly with your wife, <laughs> and vice versa for the ladies. <laughs> Natalie snorts when she laughs. There's one of you two down here. She laugh. laughs. Ha 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 ha. You sit in the front row, you never know. That's why nobody sits up here. (laughs) Spit flies. You're vulnerable to being maligned in public. Uh, I wasted, Hope said it. I should always listen to my wife. She said I wouldn't get to it. I'm gonna try to get to a piece of it. 12.07, I'll try to be done at 12.15. Is that good? All right. 12.15, we'll be in church for two hours and 10 minutes. How many of you grew up on way longer than that? Anybody? You weren't Catholic, were you? (laughs) Catholic church? 38 minutes. But I want you to get this because I covered the positive. What's the negative? The kingdom of heaven suffers violence. Who's the kingdom of heaven? You suffered violence? Have you? Remember violence, I'm, spiritual violence, literal violence? Israel is God's country. they suffering violence? Yep. Have you suffered violence? I bet you have. It's taken by violence, and it can be taken by either side. You can be conquered by spiritual violence. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence. You are the body of Christ. You are the kingdom of heaven. So you may suffer violence, but you can't allow yourself to be taken by it. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence. And the violence doesn't say that just us that are violent. The devil's violent. The spirit of the world is violent. The entire church globally was taken by violence. They all wore masks and stood six feet apart and closed down their buildings. They were taken by violence. And it's not just spiritual. The devil will come at you physically. If you're saved, you better know this because the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. So what is the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven? There are threats to that. Whatever is trying to take that from you is trying to take the kingdom of heaven by force. But you need to take the kingdom of heaven by force. You're targeted if you're saved. The enemy doesn't care about Klaus Schwab. He's just a wind-up toy. Send him he's up energize the battery. Just run out. You don't need to worry about him. He worries about you. You're a threat. Unless you've already been made useless. You're a critic now. You're you know, and I'm gonna go and I'm gonna write I'm gonna have a blog. I'm gonna travel from church to church and give my my criticisms of the church, my reviews of the church. What does that do? Unless you've already been made useless. You're like, Tom, how do I know if I've been made useless? Ask the Holy Ghost. He'll tell you. Tells me that stuff all the time. He didn't tell me that I'm useless, but he'll tell me that is useless. That's useless. And if I ever got to the place where I was useless, he would tell me. If you're saved, you better know the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. It's taken by violence. You either take the attributes of God, the blessings of God, the promises of God through violence, or somebody else is gonna take them from you by violence. Whether it be anxiety, depression, sickness, illness, disease, calamity, sending people your way, What's violence? I'll give you the example I use all the time. I have to give this area credit. Venice, Northport, I'll finish with this. Venice, Northport, everything. Credit to the ladies. There's lots of, you ever notice how pretty the women are at this church? You ever notice it? They are, very pretty. I mean, did you see like the worship team? I'm like, man, I don't know how those husbands ever got those wives, (laughs) way out of their league. Way out of their league. I'm looking for the husbands right now. Way out. I don't know how you did that. Great job moving up. Lady, sorry you settled. But I, did. I, was watching, I was watching our worship last week. I just stumbled on it. It was on Twitter and it came on. And I'm like, man, my daughter's up here too. I'm like, man, worship team, those are good looking women. They are, they're good looking. I'm like, if I know God, because I know men, I'm like, men will now stop and actually watch this worship team. (laughs) I'm like, great, maybe they'll get saved through it. I don't know. But the example that I always use is, okay, a girl gets saved, okay, so she's saved, so that's the kingdom of heaven has been installed, but it's taken by violence. She took it by violence, by receiving the violence that was put on to Jesus. You're saved because of violence. He was wounded for your transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace of mind was placed upon him, and by his stripes we're healed. Right? Isaiah 53, 5. You're saved through that violence. It's received through that violence. And now... The devil and the spirit of the world is gonna try to take it by violence because the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. You're not the only violent one if you're violent. Demons are violent. The world is violent. The devil is violent. So what's he gonna do? Pretty girl gets saved, what's coming? The guy. Every Listen, I'm gonna put a freaking in here. Every freaking time he's coming. He is. He is coming. Those of you who don't have the cajones to do it, I will serve the I don't I don't I don't like to do a lot of counseling. I do it, but I don't like to do a lot of it because it doesn't usually go well for people. They don't listen. So it's like a waste <laughs> of my time I'm talking about casting your pearls. Nobody listens. Don't be insulted. If you didn't listen, you're just part of the crowd. But if you're not going to do it, and you have a daughter, I will stand out front, and we'll make a line, and you just bring that boy to me. I will tell you in less than 60 seconds whether your daughter should date him or not. Bring him to me. If you are a single woman, and you're wondering whether or not you should date him or not, why wouldn't you ask me? Why? Why wouldn't you ask? Why would you not? Everyone practicing evil hates the light. That's why. If he's saved, you know he's saved. It's not. It's not me. Worship teams start to migrate. Would you? Start the migration. Is Aaron even in here? I haven't seen Aaron for an hour. Oh. He comes through the back. Aaron, make your way. I know you can hear me somewhere. But listen, just I'll stand out there, I'll do it as a public service, bring them to me, I'll tell you whether you should date the guy in less than 60 seconds. I don't know, it's very easy, if they're saved, there's no, I always ask the girl, or the guy, mainly the women, I always ask them, well, is he saved? Um, okay, he's out, <laughs> told you, less than 60 seconds, he's out. <laughs> It's out. Um. I remember when I started dating Hope. She fell in love with me instantly, and uh, <laughs> she couldn't control her lust and her passions. But whatever. Um. <laughs> Got a note from the pastor's wife that said, "Babe alert, back row to the left." I didn't go to Church of God. Seriously, that's what's happened. Pastor, uh, it was a- Pastor Dave Nitz, his wife, Amy Nitz, she comes back and hands, hands me a note. Baby, I have it somewhere. I kept it. And uh, see, I am. I'm a Hallmark guy, baby. Hallmark guy. Hallmark guy. I am. Um, but if someone came up to Hope and said, Is he saved? There would be no um. I'm not saying that to brag. I wasn't putting my hands on her. I wasn't trying to get her to go do things she shouldn't be doing. Nothing. Not that she would do them anyway. But I'm just saying. I wasn't, there was no um. And it was the same way with me. Hey, Tom, is she a Christian? Absolutely. Absolutely. And don't, don't be a liar either. I can always tell when you're lying. I've been, you know how many people I've interviewed slash interrogated in my life? You know how many people? I know you're lying. I can tell you're lying. Oh, absolutely. You know, what. Oh, you're about to marry this girl. Why are you going to marry this girl? Um, because we're best friends. You fight incessantly. So your best friend is the person you fight with every single day of your life. So just be honest. Always, always be transparent and honest. The last thing, remember the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. If you're a Christian, the violence will come for you unless you do what? All you gotta do is take it by force and bind everything else. I don't worry about it. I don't worry about dying in plane crashes. I hate flying, but I don't worry about it. I still get on the plane. I don't worry about dying in plane crashes. I don't worry about dying of sickness, illness, or disease. I don't worry about poverty, nothing. If the world collapses tomorrow, God will cause gold to fall from the sky, if that's what I ask. And I'm not gonna have some demon from the pit of hell or some human being take the kingdom of heaven from me by violence. Amen? Amen. 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 Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. 1218, three minutes over. Right now is when I start to decide whether or not I'm gonna pray over people before we leave. So if you start, if you really need prayer this morning, start praying that God would tell me to pray. Take it by violence. Amen. But with every head bowed, every eye closed, let's do this. If I was to say the most important thing that I ever do in my life, it's this. Right now. Sit. And you can be a part of this too, just as much a part of it as I am. I'm just basically a clanging cymbal and a trumpet. That's what I am. You should be praying right now. I hear Pete speaking in tongues behind me. That's what you should be doing. Praying over people. I don't care if it's one soul that God's after that's in this room. It's worth it. It's worth tongues. It's worth praying over. Start praying right now. You can do that with your head bowed and your eyes closed. Do it. Pray that people would receive Jesus as Lord and Savior or return to a relationship with Christ. Pray, Pray for it right now. If you're out of a relationship with Christ, you can come back today. If you've never been saved, you can be saved today. It's not about joining this church. It's not about following me. Nothing, it's about you and Jesus. With every head bowed, every eye closed, I'll ask this. Are you a Christian who has fallen away? I'm not talking about a struggling Christian. I'm talking about a Christian who has conceded to sin and defeat. The defeat of sin. Your heart hardened the deceitfulness of sin, Hebrews 3.13. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God. Departing from the living God. I don't care what John Calvin or any Baptist has told you. I don't care. I care what the Bible says. The Bible says you can depart from the faith. Is that you? Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God. Exhort one another daily while it is called today. Lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. We have come to share in Christ. If we hold firmly to the end, the confidence we had at first. Hebrews 3.12, 13 and 14. Spoken, written to the church in Jerusalem. If you've fallen away, I'm talking to you right now. That is a hell bound state to be living in. I don't care what another person's told you. If they told you the opposite, the kingdom of heaven has been stolen by violence. Maybe you've never been saved. Maybe people think you're saved. Maybe you put on the veneer of being saved and you know it's a big act, it's a fraud, you know it. Or maybe you've just never even messed with any of this stuff and now is your time. What does saved mean? Forgiven, committed to God, that's it you don't sign on a dotted line you're now a part of foundation church or any other church saved means forgiven and on your way to heaven both on earth and heaven and eternity so if you want to be saved or recommitted this morning now is your time you already know that it's you i'm not even gonna have you get out of your seat i'm not gonna have have you do anything that actually exposes you to the crowd nothing, nothing, I'm going to ask you to do two very simple things while you're sitting in your seat. Here's number one. If that's you and you're ready to get your life right with God this morning, even if it says to your family, you know what, I've been a fraud my whole life and they're sitting right next to me, you do it anyway because you're not a respecter of persons. You're not trying to persuade men or God or trying to persuade men over God. No, You're gonna boldly proclaim, this is me. I need this today. If it's you and you need to be saved or recommitted this morning, now is your time. Put your hand boldly into the air, right now, in Jesus' name, put it boldly into the air. I got you, I got you, I got you, got you. Hands everywhere, got you, 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 you, you can put them down. See, I told you, nobody's gonna know, me, you, and God, that's it. Those of you who lifted up your hands, the entire church, The entire church is going to pray this prayer out loud with you. You pray it. You mean it. And you are saved and in right standing with the mighty God of Israel, which is all that matters in life anyway. Pray this prayer, everybody, out loud. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life and be my Lord and be my Savior. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins. And I now turn from them. And I give you my life from this day on in Jesus' name. Done. So simple. His yoke is easy. His burden is light.